Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. Marsha made a coaching appointment with me with a deep yearning to understand why she never felt happy being in a relationship. She had tried and failed, her words, multiple times. She was told by her family, sometimes in the context of a joke, you don't want to be old and alone, do you? Find a good man to take care of you. Sometimes her mom's judgments in particular turned to shaming with statements like, Why can't you just make a relationship work? These hurtful judgments came at her in every direction. Even when she went to see the latest blockbuster love story with her friends, she observed that the main character was so much happier once she found her man. This seemed to be continually validated as she witnessed most of her close friends partner up with someone and have a glow that encompassed their entire aura. What's wrong with me, she asked. I like being alone. I'm happier this way. But everyone around me says that it's wrong to be this way. These judgments from mostly well-meaning friends and family not only made Marcia question herself, but also feel like a failure because she tried to fit herself into a preconceived idea of what a happy life was supposed to look like. This led to deep self-loathing and self-punishment. What came to light through our sessions was that Marcia's mom, Judy, was actually pretty unhappy in her marriage to her dad. Even though they had been married for almost 50 years, and it appeared successful on the surface. When Marcia asked her mom about this, her mom told Marcia a story of how when Judy was 16 years old, her mom told her that she expected her to be married off to whomever and taken care of by the time she was 18 years old, even threatening to throw her out of the house. Pretty harsh, huh? But can you see how Marcia's mother's unresolved wounding from her mother created the judgment with le- which led to her shaming Marcia? And how, when we are unconscious, we project our wounding to another through hurtful words and actions? This continual handing down our wounds to the next generation is begging to be acknowledged, brought into the light, and shifted. I believe we must go through this process alone and as a collective to elevate humanity. As a society, we're so quick to judge one another. It's typically a knee-jerk reaction that's filtered through our own programming and wounded lens. And it's created such divisiveness in our world. To shift to another experience, I think it's important to first understand why we judge others and why this is an automatic response. Here are five main reasons I've uncovered. The first is that we're wired this way. 
The ability to make quick judgments about a person's character tells us if they're trustworthy and was and still is at times essential for our physical survival. This was more important early in humanity's evolution and currently still is in times where quick assessment of a situation informs our action or inaction. But most times our survival isn't threatened when we judge others, and it's important to distinguish the difference. The next reason that I found is that we judge something we don't understand. When we encounter a situation or person that we've never had an experience with, our mind searches for a way to understand and make sense of it. We filter it through the lens of our experience and fill in whatever information will help it make sense to us. Often this happens so quickly that we allow our deeply ingrained subconscious beliefs to dictate our thoughts about another person or situation. Here's another one. Judgments keep us safe. Embracing new thoughts and ideas take courage and oftentimes goes through a degree of discomfort. It's so much safer and more comfortable for the ego to just stay the same. Another one is that judgments can falsely make us feel better about ourselves. Judging others is usually necessary when on a core level we judge ourselves. We unconsciously think we're unworthy of love or we feel unlovable. We unconsciously judge ourselves as not enough. So when we judge others, we can feel a sense of worthiness, even if momentarily. Judgments help to form our identity. Many times we unconsciously accept judgments from our family, friends, religion, or culture, and this just becomes who we are. Sometimes it's supportive in understanding how we fit in and interact with the world, but sometimes it's damaging when it keeps us closed off to growth and embracing new perspectives. And the last reason we'll look at is judging someone can bring a sense of connection with others. If you're a part of one group that judges another, it can bring a sense of connection and connection is one of our basic human needs. However, sometimes a connection based in making someone else wrong so we feel right actually closes us off from deeper forms of intimacy. Judgments lead to shaming, which can be so damaging. Hurt people hurt people. Those who jump right to shame are wounded and hurting themselves. They're avoiding looking at what's inside of them and what wounds are unresolved and creating the filter of how they see their world. If we took a moment, got quiet, looked at our own biases and prejudices, and then asked deeper questions to the person or circumstance we're judging, we might just find out that many of our beliefs are rooted in similar wounds and in similar desires and needs. This directly affects anyone who might want to design a relationship other than the typical societally programmed monogamous heteronormative relationship. And it keeps many people hidden in the shadows, afraid to openly be their unique self. Did you know that in a recent YouGov poll of 23,000 Americans, 25% said that they would be interested in exploring an open relationship? But how many of those almost 6,000 people will actually do that? And of those people, how many will hide this aspect of their lives to their family and friends? As in any alternative lifestyle, hiding is understandable. It keeps the person safe. 
I've gone through my own level of hiding my true self. I had to carefully, with my husband, plot out the most sustainable, comfortable way to come out with our lifestyle. And it took what felt like a a snail's pace for us to feel more confident in our choices and move through the fear of opening up our intimate lives to those whom we trusted. But with each person, the trust built, our confidence grew, and we were able to address initial judgments with well-thought-out, honest, non-confrontational feedback. We were so appreciative of those who asked thoughtful questions and really wanted to listen and learn more. Ultimately, you can only be responsible for yourself. You can't change another. You can choose to take responsibility for your own judgments and learn how to disarm other people's judgments. You can also learn emotional and physical boundaries. You don't have to be on the receiving end of unsafe judgments and shaming. The work starts with you and me by taking radical self-responsibility for our own judgments. This is what you have control over. Shift it within and you'll begin to witness it shifting outside of you, whether that means friendships fall away and new tribes are formed or past relationships deepen, it can show up in your outside world in many different ways. So here are four ways I've found helpful in my own process of shifting from judgment to compassion. Step one, become aware of your judgments. This takes a lot of self-awareness and courage to question your thoughts and beliefs. Judgments can be sneaky. We all have them. We can see someone in a store and instantly develop an entire false story about them from their looks alone. Commit yourself to doing an awareness practice where you spend one hour out in the world identifying all the little judgments you make about the people you see. We must become aware of our judgments before we can question them. Step two, dig deeper underneath your judgments for information and understanding. Ask yourself what thoughts does a person or circumstance bring up within you? Where did the judgment originate from? From your family, from your culture, religion, from society, from a past relationship? Is this judgment keeping you safe? Who would you be without this judgment? When a belief is so entwined with our identity, it takes great courage and responsibility to investigate and separate from it. Step three, ask questions and share your perspective. The most important part of this step is asking questions, but not just any questions. See how much you can learn about something you don't know about. Make an intention to understand a different point of view. Be an investigator. If it's possible to have a conversation with the person you're judging or the person you feel judged by, approach the conversation with an open mind and heart. What is one or two new things you can learn from the other person? Make it a point to understand where they're coming from by asking those deeper questions. Like, where did you learn that idea from? When you share your perspective, see if you can do so from a place of sharing instead of convincing. You can do this by going into the conversation without an expectation of how it will turn out. 
I like to make a quiet intention to myself before going into conversations like this. Something like, please help us both feel heard and respected. What new idea can I learn today? And finally, step four, make a conscious choice to choose a different thought, one based in acceptance and compassion, or at least a willingness to look deeper and stay curious as to what's really going on and how it's possibly the best choice for that person. You don't always need to do this kind of inner exploration with another person. Use your judgments in a positive way to know when you're safe to share and who could safely meet you in a space of a loving discussion. If you're unable to have this talk with a person, you can absolutely do this work in the privacy of your own home. This is the choice I typically start with, and I have found that it bleeds out into my interactions with others. It definitely affects the energy. I've had countless times when I internally shift my own judgments and beliefs privately, and I see it shift in my interactions with others. This practice is imperative for personal growth. In fact, the most insightful judgments you could possibly investigate are the ones you have about yourself. Because as we have talked about many times, it's where many judgments of others begin. Stay inquisitive, show yourself compassion daily. As you ground the practice of self-acceptance and self-love into your subconscious, you'll move into a space of allowing yourself to be uniquely you, and eventually you will celebrate your beautiful self. And when we can feel comfortable in our own skin, we'll find more space to accept others and celebrate their unique expression, even if it differs greatly from your own. I celebrate you. Stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejaroslow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. 
This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.